What's up, everyone? Welcome back to The Planet Today. It is Monday, August 1st, 2022. I'm your host, Matt Norton, here with our producer and co-host, Nick Janusa. Nick, it is August. Holy crud, it is August. How did we even get here? I don't know, Matt. But we're here. We got to make the best of this month. You don't want to get in like the dog days of summer and have all your regrets from the summer. You just got to do everything you can in the beginning of August to just make your summer as good as it possibly can get. So just take that action right now. Yeah, go out there and do that thing that you're like, I cannot wait to do that this summer. And you've mm-hmm. kind of forgot about it. Here it is. Here's your chance. You got one month of August to just knock all those summer bucket list items off. Exactly. And also don't forget, you can go apple picking at the end of August because usually when you wait, you just end up getting screwed or like all the apples are gone. It's all on the floor when you get to the to the orchard. It's a it's a disaster. So just get to the orchard early. That's all I'm going to say. I am also pumped because, as we know, I haven't shut up about it for the last, I don't know, eight months. I'm running the New York Marathon in November, and I've been saying for a long time, July and August are going to be the hardest months to train because I am a certified sweat boy. It's hot. I've been sweating. July is over. One month to go, and then I can enjoy it. Yeah, then you get that normal breeze, you can, like the reliable breeze and the reliably low temperatures. 60s, 70s. I'm going to see, yeah, I was going to say, I'm going to see one temperature that's like in the 67 to 69 range and just be like, oh my God, bliss. (laughs) 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 All right, let's get into the show. Today, we cover the latest in climate change, wildlife conservation, renewable energy, and environmental policy with two episodes every week coming your way Monday and Friday. All right. We have two stories for you today. And the first one is by Joshua S. Hill of Renew Economy Australia. And he writes, solar panel recycling market to be worth billions by 2030, say researchers. As demand for solar photovoltaic panels go up, so does demand for the materials used to create those panels. If you listen to our episode from Friday, July 22nd, you know that this can be a slight problem due to the limited availability of copper, which is used for a whole lot of things in the renewable energy space. Because of this, and because renewable energy should be a sustainable energy industry, demand for recycled solar PV panel components is expected to increase substantially by 2030 and will continue to grow well into 2050. Yeah, and researchers expect recycling solar panels to be worth $2.7 billion by 2030 and around $80 billion by 2050. The industry is currently valued at $170 million and that's million with an M. And the article points out that this is a 1,500% increase between 2022 and 2030. So definitely a booming market. Yeah, definitely definitely some quick, rapid, intense growth there. Yeah. The estimate here is that solar PV waste will grow to 27 million tons each year by 2040. So recycling is not only smart for economic reasons and because of limited raw materials, it's smart to cut down waste. 
Rystad Energy believes that recovered materials from retired panels could make up 6% of solar PV investments by 2040, as compared to only 0.08% today. This is one of those times where rising costs can almost be a benefit. You know, since copper is going to become more expensive due to the limited supply of it, we're now looking at a way to reduce the costs because you're reusing those materials and minerals that are a limited resource. So, you know, sometimes a barrier like rising costs can create pretty solid solutions. And I think that this is definitely one of those cases. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're talking about an eight year difference and a 1500% increase. That's like unheard of, I feel like. So, I mean, this is a huge, huge market to, to capitalize on. And, and pe- even for people in like the private investment world, I think like they have to be capitalizing on this. Yeah. And, and, you know, like we said, renewable energy is at its core green. Like it's a carbon, it's a low carbon source of energy at a time where we need zero to very minimal carbon emissions to power our homes, yeah. to, to charge our cars all of those things that use electricity, we can do better. So to take one of those factors that's not the most environmentally friendly and that's waste created by old solar panels and to basically just say, hey, we're going to repurpose and reuse as much of this as we can. This makes sense. And I I really think that this is something that is desperately needed. Yeah, I'm in a complete agreement with you. So something else that's very sustainable is Vala Alta's Everyday Handkerchief. It's a high-performance daily-use handkerchief designed to help minimize your impact. Made in the United States from sustainably sourced Irish linen, capturing the material's historic craftsmanship and natural antimicrobial properties, handkerchiefs perfectly balance softness with durability and absorbency with rapid drying. Ideal for functional use in all settings from the outdoors to routine encounters, their small and lightweight design makes one a must-carry for wherever life takes you. Build your own bundles from limited edition colors at valaalta.co and save 15% with code TPT at checkout. That's V-A-L-A-A-L-T-A.co and code TPT. All right, let's get into our next one. And it is a IUCN press release titled First IUCN Africa Protected Areas Congress Opens in Kigali, Rwanda. IUCN stands for the International Union for Conservation of Nature, and they're the organization that creates the red list of endangered species that some listeners might be familiar with. On Monday, July 18th, the IUCN Africa Protected Areas Congress, or APAC, began in Kigali, Rwanda, the nation's capital. Rwandan Prime Minister Edouard Ngarant gave a formal address to kick off the Congress, discussing Africa's rich biodiversity, beautiful rivers, forests, and mountains, and vast amounts of wildlife that are only found in Africa. He continued, Given the huge social and economic benefits of protected and conserved areas, it is my conviction that this Africa Protected Areas Congress will chart pathways toward resilient and sustainable conservation of our biodiversity for economies transformation. The Congress is composed of more than 2,000 participants from 52 African countries, including leaders, citizens, interest groups, community leaders, youth representatives, scientists, and other decision makers. This pan-African organization gives Africa the chance to ensure that wildlife and their habitats are safeguarded moving forward, according to the CEO of African Wildlife Foundation, Kadu Sebunya. She added, to be successful in beating extinction and postponing its inevitability, we will need strong alliances that bring different sectors together if we are to overcome the challenges of wildlife protection and conservation and also save the future of our planet. 
I love that the economic benefits to protecting biodiversity were brought up here because like, you don't have to convince me to protect wildlife just for the sake of protecting wildlife, but some people can get turned off by the high price tags associated with protecting wildlife, protecting wild places, and just ultimately protecting biodiversity. So yeah, I'm really excited to see how this plays out. Yeah, definitely. And, and like you said, people get turned off by high price tags. Like they don't want to like conserve the wildlife just for the sake of doing so. They want it to be a benefit to them too. Mm-hmm. And so this is this is great that it's like it's showing you the economic benefits of of preventing climate change and, and saving the planet. Yeah, you know, it's the sort of thing where protecting wildlife is good for the planet but it's also good for the people of the planet. You know, like we benefit when our wildlife, our wild places are protected. Like there's so many ecosystem services that each different individual species provides. And to protect one of them, we really need to do our best to protect as many of them as possible. Agreed. Yeah. All right. That will do it for today's episode of TPT. It's a short one. It's a fun one. I personally think it was a great one, so please go share this show with at least one friend. Nick and I will be back on Friday for some quick hits. Make sure to follow us on our socials at Planet Today Pod for more TPT in the meantime. For the Planet Today, I'm Nick Janusa. And I'm Matt Norton. See you on Friday. Peace!